Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Natural High, which is, of course, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of happiness in all its glorious forms. I've just had an amazing conversation with Monica Canducci, C-A-N-D-U-C-C-I. She's an author, a healer, uh, somebody who's very, very connected to nature. She helps to support spiritually oriented women of all ages who are struggling with life transitions and challenges and feel stuck, doubtful, lost or exhausted. She helps them to reconnect to their true self so they can find their path to fulfillment and thrive, making a difference in the world by radiantly expressing themselves. And there's so much more to her as well as that noble pursuit, which is huge in itself. She just left me with a feeling of happiness, contentment and just optimism because she is someone who wants to give and wants to help the world. She talks lots about nature, about feminism, about the symbolism of fairies, the significance of fairies. It's a fantastic left field conversation. And as I said, I have got so much time for this person because we need more of her in the world. She's a very studied and intelligent lady who seems to marry art and science wonderfully and they sit comfortably with her together. But um, you can find out all about her by going to thenaturalhighclub.com forward slash nature. You can see links to her books, her work, and also reach out to her by going to that page. You can find us at Natural High Club on Twitter. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening. I'm sorry, as ever, about the quality of this introduction. I'm out with my little Yorkshire terrorist riffraff. I find some time in nature to do these introductions and so the quality can be a bit poor at times but you'll get the point and I'm not going to waffle on for any longer I'm going to let the wonderful Monica Canducci do the rest so as ever I really hope you enjoy the show and happy holidays my friends (sighs) the natural high I could tell from your name that you were Italian, but I thought you might be an American, a second generation Italian or something. No, like. we moved from from Italy to Canada nine nine years ago. So, yeah. Wow, what brought that about? Why did you do it? It's because uh, my husband found a job here, okay. so we just move. <laughs> Every everybody, the cats were son. And... We have a very similar path a journey then because we moved to America from Europe about six years ago, uh, oh. because my wife uh, got a job in America. So so we did so a similar sort of thing. Sim- and we brought yeah. our dog. From yeah, okay, so for, <laughs> you know. So where, where which uh, part of Europe, if I may ask? Okay, so I'm from the UK and my wife is from Ireland. Great. Well, so you you see. We move here and there. And it's been the most wonderful, wonderful journey, um, you know, traveling around Europe and then traveling to America. Well, at least we really, we are adaptable. We adapt, we are flexible, we explore, right? Yeah. So, and you are in San Francisco area. Well, I was in San Francisco for about four and a half years. Um, earlier on this year, we moved two hours south to Monterey. Okay. Do, you, do you know where Monterey is? Uh, just, yeah, I, I think... There is, there are vines there. Is the area um, wines? It's the, where they cultivate grapes to make the wine. Yes, there's lots of wine there. It's a, I, I just because I know a, a family uh, who has wines, a winery there because ah. they are originally from Italy. So yes. it's just yeah. 
So Monterey, Monterey was settled by Italian fishermen in the uh, the turn of the 20th century. I think it was like the 1910s, ah. 19th. It's a very Italian place. And Italians everywhere. <laughs> but it is it is a beautiful part of the world. I highly recommend you going there if you've never been there. And I I've, would like, yeah. And there are so many wineries there. No, and the fun fact is that I, I have grandparents from both my 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 side, my mother and father's side. There, there are people making wine, and I don't drink. This is the fun fact. <laughs> but I, I know, I, I know. I was uh, as a child. I was. Uh, I used to um, squeeze the grapes with my feet oh, uh, wow. with all the cousins, and yes, we, we went to. Yes, fun. You are, you are actually making the wine. Yes, when I was like five, six years old. So, whereabouts in Italy are you from? I'm from the sea, the Adriatic uh, Sea, a couple of uh, 250 kilometers below Venice. Mm -hmm. But then okay. I moved, uh, I moved to the to the Alps, Aosta Valley, because I'm in love with the mountains. Oh wow! And anyway. I, I've um, I've listened to uh, a good couple of hours of your audio book, um, The Fairy Code, on the way up here today. Oh, so I feel yeah. like I've got some good insights, and I know that you're very much into nature. Yes, I I love nature. I can't live. This is my, one of my the, the best inspiration comes from nature for me. I'm I'm happy you found the, the fairy code. It's beautiful. I'm really enjoying. It. I've never listened to anything quite like it. I'm very happy. It was a friend recording uh, it uh, for, for me, and uh, yeah, I have I have a, a fairy side. And I have one of my cats here. I hope she will. Maybe you will. You will hear mewing because she's my camera cat. Oh, beautiful! She, she always uh, show up when I'm recording something. So hopefully she will. But anyway, I will introduce her. It's it's uh, just the audio, right? It's a podcast, so they will not see her. No, they won't have that pleasure, unfortunately. Well, but just in case, if she mails, I will explain why. Great, I understand. My dog barks in pretty much every podcast. Okay, well, so you understand. I think it adds to the, it only adds to the quality they, rather than yes, detracting, I, having a beautiful I, animal sounds. I think so. I went to Rome with my wife about, uh, probably about seven or eight years ago, and I couldn't believe how much pride people take in the service sector there. So everybody that's got a restaurant or a bar, they're so proud of serving you the best way they can possibly do so. They're so there's no complacency there at all, complacency. It's all just, they take such pride in what they're doing. And I love that. Wait, where? I didn't understand. Where? In Rome, Roma. In Rome, yes. Well, I studied in Rome, ah. it's amazing. Well, because it's, it's, it's so warm, warm. People yeah. are really like, yes. Yeah. Such a friendly place. And also talking about the Alps, I went to a yoga retreat for a week in the French Alps in Opadette. Have you heard of Opadette? I don't think so, but I think it's very similar. If, if it's a French uh, Alps, I see it, it just the other side from Mont Blanc. That I, yes. I don't, yeah, well. It's just I impossibly beautiful. Yes. Exactly. I miss them. I miss my, my mountains so much. So you've been in Toronto for nine years, did you say? No, no, no. We lived in Montreal for eight years. Okay. And then we moved one year ago in the, in the Toronto area, but we are in Barry, that is one hour north and actually on, on, on a lake. 
so i have nature around i mean canada is supposed to be one of those incredibly beautiful places as well i haven't been to canada my wife has and it sounds awesome can you tell me about your experiences in canada what do you think of the place what are your impressions of it describe it to me i found people really open really friendly really supportive and the nature is amazing it's very cold it's right. so cold in the winter but in ontario we we i i i think it's less cold here than in montreal montreal is really cold okay i've heard that some parts of canada have underground cities because it gets yeah, so cold in the winter so people don't even true. go above ground it was just in montreal you can take any metro and there is a, a complex that is really underground mm, below beneath the downtown oh. so the, it, it's another downtown but underground so there are uh shops uh, swimming pools uh, cinema everything is there so yeah that's true so you can enter and stay warm restaurants everything is there wow so, Amazing. Um, It seems to me that you are somebody that very much embraces life. When I read uh, about your website, when I look on your website and I look at all the different things that you do, you've just you've just got involved with life in so many different aspects, haven't you? An author, an embodied spiritual teacher, transformational life coach, committed to supporting women in their life transitions. How how did it all begin for you? Tell me about your early years and what influenced you to move in the direction that you did. So, well, I've, I, I define myself a Renaissance woman and I'm, I'm almost 57. So this is why I collected so many experiences. Also. And actually, since my childhood, I was so uh, curious to explore nature and the magic of nature. I, I felt such a strong connection with the magic side of nature. But at the same time, I was very interested in science, true science. Like uh, I, I, at, at eight, I asked my, my parents to be gifted with a medical encyclopedia, 18 volumes. It was something for an adult. <laughs> I was eight years old and I was always inside that, understand, trying to understand everything about the physiology and psychology and everything. So oh, I always felt the scientific side and some, in some way the spiritual side attracting me so much. And this is why I love Renaissance. Re- yeah, I, I define myself a Renaissance woman because in, in that period in Italy, <laughs> um, artists were also scientists and- Leonardo da Vinci. Also, Yes, exactly. I this mean, what my, an incredible poly- poly- my model, you know, exactly. And so this is uh, this is how I started. I remember I I create my own med- my first medicine bag. I was seven years old. I never heard about the medicine bag, but I felt like okay, I do this. And then when, growing up, I I understood that there were cultures and tradition. They were really doing that, right? So. And uh, yeah, and arts also, because I'm a painter, I'm, I, I started by studying piano and then I turned into dance and a theater. And, and so it was always like, for me, exploring life uh, in all the aspects. So connecting with the, um, as soon as I started growing up, like a teenager, I started connecting with the people from spiritual traditions 
like um, lineage carriers. So I was uh, 18 years old when I, I met the first medicine man from um, the Amazon's forest. And, and then I started like this connecting with healers, connecting with sp spiritual teachers. And I'm speaking about the 80s. So it's far, <laughs> a long time ago. I was, I was so much interested. So I, I did my best to connect and to find them. And this, at the same time, I was studying because science was so much interesting. And so I deepened neuroscience and psychology and physiology. So I create my own path by integrating. For me, the most important thing is connecting the dots. So uh, going really diving into body-mind connections and then, yeah, spiritual connections. But I'm not, I, I, I feel the need to feel more grounded because of my spiritual interest. I discovered to be a channel when I was 17. And, uh, and all the, I was very disappointed because all the messages were about not trusting so much them because they were invisible and grounding more, uh, establishing a much better connection and relationship with my body. And I thought, no, I don't want this. I want just to fly away with the, with the fairies or whatever. So it was, it was such a weird kind of path at the beginning. But then, uh, yeah, staying in touch with the really people, true people, medicine men and, and women, true teachers. Uh, then I started to feel reassured. And then I started to integrate and to understand that really nature is a teacher. You see a, a tree, a tree grows up in both sides. I mean, in order to become taller, a tree needs to grow up roots. And the, the more the, the tree becomes taller and the more needs deep and wide roots. So it's the same, the tree, grow up the crown very wide and big because the the rate the roots are wide and deep so it's it's uh, deep in the sky the crown and deep in the earth the roots and and this is an inspiration for me and and this is an inspiration for all my work so the more i want to go the the more i want to move higher and higher dimension of consciousness and the more I need to be in touch with my body. It's very interesting because you seem to me like a good student, like a natural academic. It seems to me because of the things that you were interested in, the scientific side of things, the neuroscience and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you a good student? Oh, yeah, I think it's, I'm still learning, of course. <laughs> so the, is the, 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 I love so much teaching for, because for me, Teaching is a way to transmit what I am learning. So for me, the most important thing is that, okay, I learn, I integrate, I really need to embody what I'm learning because otherwise I feel a fake. If I don't embody, if I don't practice, if I don't feel I, I am a model of what I'm learning, I can't transmit anything. So the more I want to teach and the more I need to learn. Yeah, amazing. But it's must you must have had many challenges in your life because of the how open minded you are about yeah. not just the scientific, but the spiritual world. I think there's an arrogance. I was still having this conversation earlier on today. I think there's an arrogance in the modern world that we think we know everything. We think, 
And spiritualism, as science become more prominent, it seems to have been pushed, marginalized, pushed to one side. So how do you tally your scientific and spiritual sides? Can you bring those together? Because a, a lot of the time when I was, I wanted to take a bit of time before I came onto the fairy code, but it is such an interesting book because you, you speak as if, as someone who really very much believes in this, this spiritual world. So how do you bring those together? And what, what do you say to skeptics who find it difficult to be, to be spiritual or to imagine <laughs> anything that isn't of this earth? I usually say to skeptics that, I prefer a skeptic person than a fanatic of anything. I don't like those who are too sure of their opinions because everything is relative. And this is my only uh, belief. I mean, I believe there is a superior, higher order. I believe there is a bigger picture, but I know that our mind can't really catch anything. <laughs> So what I appreciate so much, I have friends who are atheists, you see, um, my pronouns is, they, are, they, they declare they are not believers. Atheistic. Oh, I say atheist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay. No, 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 <laughs> well, no. My, my funny Italian pronouns. Anyway. I could listen to somebody <laughs> speaking in an Italian accent all day. Well, okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the point is, uh, yeah, uh, they have a spiritual life, even if it, they claim they don't believe. Because anyway, it's about our consciousness. It's all about So you, you say that they have a spiritual life, even if they don't believe, sure. and that's about the consciousness. Uh, a spiritual, the spiritual life is actually our daily life. The spiritual masters and teachers I met, they never, of course, they were teaching about the practices, but they, they all agree about uh, who knows who is really on a spiritual path. We can believe we are, and maybe no, <laughs> because the, the true spiritual path is our daily life. This is where we uh, tame our ego and we develop our consciousness. So it's important to believe, but it's more important what we believe in. If we believe in the human being and in the developing our consciousness, this, this can be enough. And I think when we uh, just uh, realize that, the most important thing is we do our best. And there is nothing really like a truth because the truth changes constantly. Science changes constantly. If you look at the science one century ago, they were like, okay, they had some beliefs. Now we have different beliefs because we discovered more and uh, and in the in the spiritual world is the same we cannot have uh we cannot be sure about anything because everything is personal every experience is so personal we have to find our own path and we can follow a practice we can follow a path but then at the end my one of my spiritual teachers used to say half of our spiritual path is like drinking tea Everybody can do it. And the other half, nobody can tell what it is because it's different for everybody. So, <laughs> so this is where I bring together science and uh, spirituality. And uh, to speak about one of my books, The Fairy Code, I, I love to, I love so much to explain the same, the same uh, phenomenon on a scientific side, maybe like what, 
the science or psychology or neuroscience uh, are teaching us about this and how this also corresponds to a spiritual belief, a belief or more than just a belief, many beliefs in many traditions. So there are correspondences, there are um, connections, and this is the miracle. So you can actually, even if you don't believe in the fairies, if you don't believe in their existence, it doesn't matter, the fairy code explains it to you, not just the fairies, how the fairies understand the human thoughts and language, but also how your brain or, sub, or on a subconscious level understand your conscious thinking process. So, so it's the same mechanism. And who knows what is the truth? No? Uh, yeah, <laughs> this absolutely. Is the miracle. I, I totally agree with you about um, inflexibility. That really annoys me because I think whatever my opinions are, they are flexible. And I hope that I keep myself open enough to evolve my thoughts and my opinions through my life, you know? So I accept, I accept anybody's opinion. I don't shoot it down because there's so much interest in everybody's opinion, however crazy or however, you know, left field it might seem. Um, so the book, The Fairy Code, you've explained it brilliantly, and it is about that it sort of hypothesizes about the existence of fairies. When, when you talk about um, the existence of fairies, are you, talking about, are you talking about fairies as a sort of symbol of spiritualism, or are you talking about the existence specifically of fairies? Because it, you, you talk with such belief about them. I wonder, have you had your own experience in your life? Of course. I had my own experiences, and I, like, I had... The like visions and experiences with the, I would say creatures more subtle than human, but I- Please explain I'm, this in detail, if you, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it happened like uh, sounds in my, my house uh, for a while when many years ago, I was uh, alone for a period and, and, and then I was hearing fairy music from my living room it was crazy but uh, and then suddenly inspiration came from uh, I don't know where and I wrote some uh, uh, tales about the fairies actually you will read you will hear if you have the audiobook the first uh, of those tales because in the fairy code at the end there are seven tales oh, the first one the first one is my story. I realized that, yeah, that the, the girl in the story, it's me. <laughs> so this is my, like, okay, my mission is to bring more awareness about the, the, the need of connect or, or discover, of discovery, rediscovery our connection with na nature, actually. This is the point. So with or, with, with or without the fairy. So I had my experiences, and also I saw something, it happened in Venice actually, it was, I, I, I was cat sitting the cats of some friends there for a while and they lived in Venice, but be, just behind the park. And I felt clearly a strong presence in that park, something there, and in, in, during the night I saw, I opened my eyes, I felt like the cat was playing with something else and it was not, another cat it was a creature <laughs> like okay what's that <laughs> yes and then i i when i saw that i opened one eye i saw that and i i, I thought okay maybe i'm 
crazy. And I told them, okay, please go in another room. I want to sleep. <laughs> I was like, go to play somewhere. And then, I don't know. Maybe it was just a dream. I, I'm not, um, I don't pretend i mean i don't claim i see them well then i am a channel i had other experience i i, I wrote another book about, about that but uh, okay maybe it's my brain who knows maybe but maybe i know that hmm, it might be i believe it's true there are other dimensions not so easy to see or things that you catch. can't face yeah things that aren't yeah, in front of your eyes yeah why yeah. not why there, so I, I, I let the door open and uh, I keep myself open to, to this belief. I'm curious to explore more. This is my attitude. It's curiosity to explore more. So I keep myself open and, um, and then I keep getting inspiration about that. So I keep writing about that. And I keep painting. I painted a series of uh, fairies. I, I, yeah, I keep just portraying fairies and, uh, and we'll see. <laughs> what, one thing that I haven't yet uh, learned from the book, and I'm sure you're going to go into it, but what, what I want to know is about so, yeah, more about their purpose. What is the purpose, to, in your perception, what is the purpose of fairies? Well, for what I felt, the purpose is, uh, well, that they live, uh, they are like other inhabitants of our planet, just more subtle. And what I would say now, their purpose is to get back. The, back sorry, get the planet back get the planet <laughs> in some back. way, uh, back to nature. Yeah, mm. but doesn't but, but, but our materialistic ways destroy them? Right. Exactly. Well, the problem is that our lifestyle is not designed for ourselves. Is not designed for our nervous system. And it's just a way to control nature, not a way to uh, be part of it. I, I see when I, when I learn from native people, native uh, indigenous from Canada, I learn they are, oh, wow, unbelievable in, in the ability to keep, they, they are the keeper of the forest. They are the keepers, they live in, total respect and harmony with the forest. And we, our civilized <coughs> uh, culture is just uh, uh, controlling, trying to control nature, nature and exploit. We, we, we exploit nature. We don't have any respect. We forgot that we are part of it. And this mm. is the point. Yeah. So what I feel the message from the fairies will be, well, be careful. You are not alone on the planet. The planet is a living being. There is a harmony. There is a, something to respect. So respect the big picture and be more careful. <laughs> well, we are not careful at all. So no, this totally is the message. Mm. This and this, one, sorry, please. No, yeah, it's just, it's just a warning for for us then, because I'm sure that if nature wants to, what 
get rid of us. <laughs> we are, yeah, we're gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think that's a very real possibility, even in the next hundred years or so. So the way the way I'm going to, to speak much more clumsily than you, because you're clearly very well, very studied, and you have a very clear <laughs> clear idea about all this. The way that I see it, this this podcast is about the pursuit of happiness, and the way that I see the modern world is that science and technology is incredible when you think about it in piecemeal ways. You know, the elements of science, modern science and technology, but it doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be a correlation between more science and more technology and more happiness. We don't get more happy with all of this incredibly high-tech world and exactly. highly, highly scientific. And at the same time, the idea of spirituality is being pushed to the margins, I believe. I mean, of course, I live in California and it's, you know, people, are, you know, I'd say above averagely spiritual in California. It's a very spiritual place. But um, it just seems to me that we are not getting any happier with the way that we are uh, the way that we're moving forward in our lives and you talked about indigenous and um, Canadian yeah. tribes and yes. I think I hear all these wonderful stories about the indigenous Americans who yeah. really nourished the earth very spiritual people very much you know believed in this sort of spiritual uh, world and they knew how to maintain and look after the planet yes. and each other and yes. people that they didn't know and strangers yes. who they didn't know who then came in and destroyed them and their country um, it just it for me that's such an incredible lesson of how we need to move forward that just because we are you know progress this word progress seems to be about science technology you know um, industrialization whereas I just think that's taking us in the wrong direction and that we need to come back to our spiritual selves and the spiritual side is really connected to nature mm. because nature is the teacher and we can, yeah, I, I appreciate that there are, are so many people uh, practicing something to feel better, like yoga or other kind of practices. But most of my spiritual teachers, they were like, hmm, uh, it's not useful to try to find special effects like enlightenment or this or that, just just enjoy little things every day, be present, be present. So it's good to meditate. It's really good to have practices uh, for more balance, body balance, mind balance, like mind, body and body, mind balance. And this is already part of a spiritual path. But then what we, our tendency sometimes is to confuse the tools with the spiritual path okay so we learn the crystals and the reiki and this and that and we go for a channeling i'm a channel too but and we go for the, for this and that and and we think that just knowing more or practicing more things we develop our consciousness and it's not true our consciousness is supported by our senses our body so we need to embody everything, every single thing. This means to be present to what we do. If we run all day and just run to do things, and then we have half, a, half an hour meditation and practice, it's good, it's better than nothing, but it's not the point. Mm. There is always a disconnection. We need to reintegrate. We need to find a different pace. But of course, we are push to make more money and, and 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 then the consumer is 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 consuming us because we need to do more to earn more and then we forget to stay in touch with ourselves it's true yeah it's true that we can find the spirit or we can find a connection 
with the spirit only through ourselves. And this is why we have to look inward <laughs> to connect with our spirits. So everything is good. Every practice is great, but then we have to integrate this in our daily life because otherwise there is no integration. And this is the point. I see. Yeah. But I mean, you have to, you have to do these practices, right? In order to sort of find yes. that portal almost. I mean, you, yeah. I, I got to a point in the audio book where you were literally taking me through a breathing practice. Yes, in order to exactly. sort of find yes. you get, get into that zone or yes yes it's true we have to the most important thing is that we uh realize that we have to cultivate this kind of practice it, it must become a, a kind of mindset it's not just okay i breathe when i i'm struggling when uh, oh okay there is anxiety kind coming so i breathe more it's it's like to find a balance in order to find more stability in our system. And it's really about our nervous system. If you hear meowing, now we have three cats and they are <laughs> singing. <laughs> Sorry for that. The cats are welcome. Yes, of course. Benvenuto. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Benvenuto, yes. <laughs> you can't tame a cat. You can tame your ego, but it's, cat is very difficult to tame. <laughs> so, yeah, and so it's very important to practice, but it's also important to remember that that then is our daily life that makes the difference. And so it's, it's slow down, just slow down and become more present every day. And then it doesn't matter what we believe. The most important thing is that we find the path for us. We can try different paths until we find we are all different. So we can find something that is good for us. And, and, and there is no better path. There is a better path for any for every individual. This is the most important thing. Otherwise, we start fighting and claiming that my path is better than yours no it doesn't work that way <laughs> another not, big problem no. yeah again <laughs> we talk about flexibility don't we exactly it's it's really about finding our own path and the happiness is really connected to that the most spiritual people i met they were not calling themselves a master or teacher or they were humble people everybody else around them they recognize they acknowledge them as masters and the grandmaster and the healer the medicine man the chief and this and that and they were so happy because the most the the, the, the most uh, uh trait the, the the most evident trait was their sense of humor they are always happy because they are happy with little things. They are not serious. They are serious, they are very serious, but always with a smile. Because when you start understanding that, that this life is your spiritual path, then you want to find happiness everywhere. Yes. And this is the miracle. Yes, uh, beautiful. I think one of the biggest problems for me at, at this point in time is um, haters on social media, people who have inflexible ideas and if people don't agree with those ideas, then they are shot down by these people who are unaccountable because you can't even see their face because they're just social media accounts. And we just seem to be going more and more in that direction. I, I want to move. I want to talk about that a little bit more. But another thing yeah. that you talked about is being and being in the present. A great example. The other day I was sitting with my dog in this beautiful park near my house and I was online on my phone trying to find out some about some nutrition for the dog or something because I'm worried about his health at the moment. And then I suddenly thought, instead of you, instead of worrying about his health and looking on my phone, I could just be with the dog, be present with the dog. That's yes. what he wants. 
Yes. And I spent 10 minutes just being present with him and it felt like almost a beautiful eternity. Yes, it's exactly. And this is what we have to find, to look for also, connection. And connection can be just stay there, present and observe how the other being can be a, a dog, a cat person, <laughs> is breathing and, uh, and observe the changes in, in their expression and just dive into their eyes. And this is beautiful. This is a connection. This is spiritual connection, actually. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I've uh, my dog has taught me so much. We we've talked about um we've talked about materialism. We've talked about inflexible thinkers. Yeah. Um, are you optimistic about where we're at with the status quo right now? How do we move forward in your mind? How do we move forward to a better world? How how what is the practical way of doing that? Uh, on on social medias, I am a lot on Facebook and I keep sharing messages about keep calm and cultivate balance because we of course we are built this way we are wired this way so we recognize um, opposites uh, like there is a duality of course there is a day and the night and there is but noticing, it doesn't mean judging, okay? So the day is beautiful, the night is beautiful. They are both useful. You can't say that one is right and the other is wrong, no. So this is what I keep saying. It's like uh, we sometimes we confuse duality with dualism or polarity, like the yin and the yang, you know, uh, with the polarization. And when we start fighting against something or someone and say with anger, no, you are wrong, I'm right, and this and that, well, we are already in the trap of polarization. So the most important thing would be understanding that everybody has their own path. And my path can be right for me, but not right not the best one for someone else. I actually, I suggest to replace the word, the words uh, right and wrong, good and bad with functional and not functional. Because something can be functional in a certain moment and uh, one day later can be not functional anymore, but one day before was functional. So it's not bad or good. You can have a, a knife, you can use the knife, of course, to harm people, but you can use also the knife to cut your bread. And it's it's not good or bad, it's the use we do of things. And, and this is what I keep telling people. I, I understand that we are, we are living a, a very challenging moment and for everybody's challenging. And the, the biggest challenge is the fear because this is what dominates us. Everybody has fears or worries about, about something. And usually it's a bit because we fear death, we fear pain, we fear illness. Because we, you know what I learned from the Algonquin indigenous people? Actually, I, I, I read a book written uh, by the, the chief, the medicine man, who is still uh, working to make people understand their path. And the book I think is called the 
and they and they called us savages. I they think called us, and they called us savage. Oh, savages. Okay, savages. Gotcha. Savages. Sorry, mm -hmm. sorry. Thank no, you no. so much. No. And his name is Dominic Rankin. So if you have an opportunity, read that book. Okay. Because it, it's it's really it's unbelievable. I learned from them in their language. They don't have the word fear. Wow. They don't have the word death. They don't have the word uh, illness. They instead of fear, they have a word that means pay attention, be cautious, be prudent. Okay. Yeah. But why fear? It's, it's nonsense. They they are very practical. And and then I I understood. Wow, it's really they are really much forward than us. They are much more civilized because we can kill other people just because <laughs> of beliefs because we we fear something it's and this is what i uh, i don't really like uh, of this moment everybody uh, wants to uh, show that prove that they are right and all the other yeah, are there's wrong. only one that there's only one path imagine if yeah. everybody did imagine if everybody did take the same journey in in the world how it's boring impossible. would it be yeah. it would be so boring exactly. i mean the diversity <laughs> of the world is the beauty of the world right true and and respect it's really important to understand that we can find our own path and there are reason there are reason for other people to find another kind of path so we have to understand, not just to, to, to stay on the surface, but go a little bit deeper and go beyond what is dividing us, because otherwise we will keep fighting each other and we will never go beyond the symptoms. All the symptoms, uh, it's like when someone is really sick, if you just uh, look at the symptoms, well, it's not healing yeah sometimes it can be healing because if something fall on my food and then uh, i i'm hurt well it's a symptom the pain but i have to take care anyway of the wound and anyway it's not just the pain is the wound you know so the symptom is the pain but there is a wound i have to take care of the wound not just kill the pain and for our society it's the same issue. We are just running to fix the emergency and we forget the big picture. We forget to look at the causes of the symptoms and then, and then we keep fighting each other. COVID is a great example, right? COVID is a perfect example of that. Exactly. Like instead of COVID should have been a, a time for us to take a time out and just see yeah. how systematically wrong the world is, our, uh, how bad our relationship with animals is, how unhealthy that is. But instead, we have literally just given everybody an injection, I mean, including <laughs> me, and it's like, let's just carry on. And it just feels like we don't take time to actually think, oh, why does this, why is this really happen? What is the root cause? Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Well, we just treat the symptoms. Yeah, because we want just to run back to normal. There will be not normal as it was before. We have to create a new normal and moving forward. We cannot go back, backward. We have to move forward. It's okay. You want the, in the in injection? It's okay. You don't want, you have your your uh, reason to not have the the most important thing is that we keep the balance and we respect each other and we live aware of our actions because i i'm i'm in touch with people 
they can be vaccinated, they believe that, they made a choice, they are happy. I'm in touch with a lot of people who cannot actually take this because they have issues with their health and they feel like, okay, isolated because it's, oh, you are not. It's not, it's more complex. It's not like this, but they are tired to be confused with this and that. And then, and this is, this atmosphere is not healthy for anybody, anybody. So it's, it's like an opportunity. And then it's okay if someone wants or they don't want the injection. The most important thing is that don't stop there. Don't stop believing just, just don't, don't stay with a belief that, okay, the vaccine resolves everything because today is COVID. Tomorrow can be something else. My spiritual master used to say, if you are in balance with nature, nature will not harm you. But nature has many weapons, bacteria, viruses, everything comes from nature. So if mankind will keep destroying nature, then from nature, something will come. And so we are just there and I see, okay, yeah, he was right. He's not, he passed away, but uh, you know, and, and then there are many, many other things that can happen and we cannot um, even imagine, but we keep just fighting the symptoms when it's too late. <laughs> and we keep uh, like our unbalance. We don't, we don't see that it's our lifestyle that has to change. And we don't need, and people, they fear that, oh, so I, I need, I don't want to change my eating habits. It's not even that. Just become more aware. You don't need to, to go for a path or another path. Test, try for yourself what is better for you. You can do everything, but with awareness, consciously, consciously. There are many ways for, to do many things consciously. This is what, what we need really, to be more aware of the consequences of our actions. This is what we need. I can't um, tell you how much I connect with what you're saying and, and agree with everything that you're saying. You're like a sort of much more sort of um, coherent and succinct version of my brain. <laughs> it's like I'm hearing my brain speaking back to me much more intelligently. Oh, well, I was tested when, when I was tested, they found that my brain is absolutely balanced with, between the, the, the right and the left ah. hemisphere. They found that my brain looks like works well my brain was hit many times from, from viruses and other weird experiences but it apparently it works very well balanced and then i practice also um heart uh, like uh, work to have cardiac coherence and so i'm trained to bring people in a coherent state with their brain waves and heart waves. So maybe I, I hope it, it passes through the... It's yeah. so interesting though, isn't it? Because yeah, you have it, it seems to me you have an equal interest in science and more creative things. So like, yeah. yes, uh, yes. That's um, illustrated perfectly by your brain and its capacity. Um, something else that you talked about in the book, which I find really interesting, and it's part of this conversation, is the labeling, categorizing of people, you know? So I think... My, my belief is that every, everybody at some stage in their life has all of the major behaviors, but to label something, because somebody is narcissistic or, or, or you know something like that, for example, that's just a behavior for me, but people get labeled 
as a narcissist yeah. just because they've done something narcissistic. <sighs> and I think that's really dangerous. It's so dangerous putting people in these categories where we all do all, we're all angry at times. We all do the wrong thing at times. We make mistakes. We are rude and irreverent. You know, we've all done it in our lives, but to be labeled as such because of your <laughs> behavior, it's so unhealthy. I agree. And it's also, and it's also true that people who were called uh, crazy maybe one century or, or less ago uh, now they would be labeled in a different way maybe uh, in a more positive uh, way but it's always a label and i believe that yeah we have to be careful because when we label someone then it's like uh, condensing them. Yeah, yeah, they condemning, condemning them way. for them. Yeah, yeah, right. And you're condemning them for their lives. You're putting them yeah, into that. Exactly. You know, it's, exactly. You're writing it's, it's, them off. It's like uh, preventing them to change mm. for the yeah, better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, such a good. Yeah. So, so you're talking about awareness, and that's really what you believe your purpose in is. Then, as a teacher, to spread awareness, and that is the practical way forward. Uh, I believe that. Yeah, I, I think I am a bringer of awareness. I I love to teach, to coach, because now I know that I should call myself a coach because it's much more understandable. And I, I, it's true that I guide people through very practical things. Like I always work through the body because the body is really the instrument through which we can change our physiology. So we can manage our mood, we can manage our thoughts reconnect to our body so what i love to do and what i think is my mission is really to make people more aware of those connections how to how they can find happiness how they can find their purpose how they can find balance how they can express the best of themselves and at the same time make this world a better place because I'm, I'm familiar with astrology. I work also using the astrological symbols and I love so much this new planet they discovered, Charon, the center, half a horse and half a man. And uh, the symbol actually is really not just the wounded healer. So it's not just that the message, heal your wounds to heal others before to heal others. It's not just that. It's really put your talents at the service this is the best thing we can do. So I believe that integration, we, we, we need to discover our wholeness. I wrote another book uh, recently about, I call it, I titled it The Sacred Body. Yes. And this is more about feminine wholeness, but it's good for men also to understand women because otherwise it's like, a, it's a fight there. And maybe, it's, maybe, no it's, maybe it's more important for men to read it than for women to read it in truth. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I have a couple of friends who say, oh, this book saved my marriage. Amazing. Okay, I'm happy because it's, it's, it's practical, it's very practical. And, and what I believe is that integration means, uh, you know, that healing and integration, they have the same root. Uh, on on a yeah because healing it comes from whole it comes from holy okay. and integer in Latin means whole okay. so integration is like a healing process through which we understand we we discover all the aspects of our being we discover who we really are and when we can express who we really are in a harmonious way in harmony with the world around us. This is really uh, healing, integration, uh, 
fulfillment because we are happy when we do this we are happy and when, we make happy the world yeah when you talk about integration are we integrating with the oneness with the cosmos with yeah with everything well the you um uh outside the delphi temple in greece there was written know thyself and you will know the universe and the gods know yourself so we have to start from inside because we are the tool the instrument our senses our body is the instrument which perceives the wholeness and our mind can't really perceive but through a different uh, a different state of consciousness we can perceive the wholeness and that state of consciousness what i experiences experience it we don't need anything any substance to experience that state of consciousness we need just to practice presence the listening of our breathing the listening of our body and the more we go inside and we are aware of what happens inside and the more we we develop those senses subtle senses allowing us to perceive the, the oneness the wholeness and so I had also a near death experience. And then I can say that I could remember what I experienced, experienced on the other side only wow. because I, I was trained. I trained myself through those simple spiritual practices, through the body, center it in, in the body, through movement, through breathing, through the heartbeat. And this is what I teach because we want to expand our consciousness. But if we are not in the microcosmos first, we can't access the macrocosmos. So this is the point. It's always double direction. You go deeper to go higher. So when you, when you had this near-death experience, did, what was your experience of, what was your perception of the macrocosmos? Wow, it was stunning. I have no words, I can't find the words to describe this experience. Maybe the words and the words themselves don't no, exist to exactly, describe it. Exactly, because there were colors that were not colors right. and feelings, not feelings, but it was a bliss. It was like, I, I can't describe, I can't describe. Completeness, and you felt complete. Completeness, I was aware of my um, existences like parallel existences. Time was not, not an issue anymore. It was all present. Myself, beyond the identification with the body, uh, with the gender, I was just that self, sensing this immense, uh, uh, never, I don't know, I don't know, no time, no space, only this love, and pure beauty and pure bliss. It was like ah, unbelievable. And, and then I'm happy that I, I had the memory of that when I came back. I was not happy to come back, but I, I, I was back then. <laughs> and, so, and, then, and then I didn't realize that I had a brain damage after that, but I recovered. <laughs> so, wow. Yes, I recovered fully. So. You mentioned well, you you mentioned that uh, you you don't believe that substances are necessary um, in order to to get that portal to find that you know sort of higher state of consciousness. Yeah. I myself have you know 
experimented with psilocybin, for example, in the past, not for a long time now, but the oh. times that I've taken it, I see things from a different perspective and it seems to sort of just brush away all the pettiness. And suddenly you're like, wow, this is what it's about. And, and, and it's annoying because you can't always take that feeling back with you. But have you ever experimented with plant? You talked about the medicine man. Have you ever experimented with plant medicine? I never, well, I think I, I have enough, uh, um, I have too much ability to go in that space. So all the medicine men and women I worked with, they told me, no, it's not for you. It's, it's the, the, the substances, it's not your path because you are already too much there. <laughs> so it's, your path is the opposite. You have to ground yourself. And I, I totally understand. But I, I have many friends working with the different kind of substances. And I know that. It's, it's different for everybody. For some people, it's really important to have something that is a kind of a vehicle, a, a mean, a, a portal to a certain state of consciousness. The most important thing is that then you practice on your own without the substance. It's exactly to what go I was there. Say. Yep. It's, it's like, okay, I found that place and then I want to find that place again, how I can get there without the substance. And maybe you, you need more than one journey with the substance to go there. And I saw this process many, many times in other people. But the most important thing, I, I never, and this is why I, I, I have friends in many different paths and we all respect each other because we know that the paths are different. I have friends very inside the ayahuasca path. I have other friends in the LSD path and they have other friends in many, many different, my spiritual master used to say, the most important thing, if someone wants to try a substance to get there, they do it with a master. Because otherwise the spirit of the substance can just let drop, <laughs> let them drop and they can fall. And so I suggest to everybody when they want to try, well, do it uh, with consciousness and possibly with the, the, the support of a spiritual master 100%, or teacher. 100%. It could be the it's, best or the worst experience of your life based on how, you know, how you go yeah, about it. Say. Exactly. So, I actually watched a documentary about ayahuasca and the suggestion yeah. was, I don't know if this is right or wrong, and I didn't actually delve any deeper, mm -hmm. but the suggestion was that people, so we see so many people taking ayahuasca these days, but traditionally it was the shaman that took yeah, the ayahuasca. Sure. And so yeah. the, per the person that was wanted to go on that spiritual journey, they didn't take the ayahuasca themselves. They, they just fed into, they, they just drank from the knowledge of the shaman who took the yeah. ayahuasca. Yeah. And now exactly. we're all knocking it back. <laughs> and exactly. Well, times, times change so fast. So we need, and most of the time we think that the, the more special effects we have and the more we run fast towards spiritual dimensions and actually it can be true but it can be also not true because sometimes we just go through illusions and, uh, and so we don't we never know this is the fun fact we never know if uh, and, and this is why it's so important to be open-minded and just keep doing our best because at the end what makes the difference is the quality of your daily life this is the most important thing. And the quality of the happiness you can reach in your daily life, just practicing this uh, uh, connection with yourself, to yourself. So you can have this 
big bang explosions of consciousness in any kind of uh, practice uh, with the substance without. But the most important thing is that keep then your the quality of your daily life must be really high. That must be high, not high like you have to be always happy. No, we can be, oh, well, uh, we can be disappointed, angry. We are allowed to let our, let our emotions be. But the most important thing is that, well, we are able to manage everything, to go through everything and to, to come back to our balance and peace. That is really supporting happiness. This is the happiness when you, when you can enjoy life. You've said um, that you um, have, you know, it's so important to have that high quality of life. Are there particular, what are the most important daily practices that you do for that high quality of life? I start, well, I I wake up very early because then it's just me and the cats. (laughs) Because my husband is still sleeping, my son is still sleeping, so I have at least one hour in the darkness, just to see the sunrise. And my practices are based, well, I have some uh, prayers also from the, the Sufi tradition because one of my teachers, one of two of my teachers, they were from the Sufi tradition. Mm-hmm. I have many teachers from different- Which is the mystical part of Islam, right? The most yes, mystical- exactly. Mm-hmm. One of them, she was, her name was Abiba. And she was from Uzbekistan and she gave me an initiation to healing. And really, she was such an example of integration because in her rituals, she was able to integrate the prayers from different spiritual paths mm. according to the person she, she was healing. And this was like uh, heartwarming because she was not just in in her path. She was in her path, but respecting every path and bringing prayers. For, so I have some practice from um, from her teachings, and uh, and then it's all based on uh, uh, movement. What I call movement activation. Okay. Movement activation based on the four elements. So I connect with earth, water. Um, fire, air, and in two different ways, following the chakra model and then following the moon phases and the seasons. So it's fire, water, air, and earth. So I, I have my, I create practices I teach also to my students and, uh, and all my clients. And then uh, breathing and awareness and my tea and just gratitude and just stay connected and look at the sunrise and enjoy that moment staying in touch with myself that is the best moment and then I have many other moments of breathing awareness I constantly practice I'm trained to practice the the heart awareness like uh, I'm in touch with my heartbeat and this is a Sufi practice also the awareness is just heart awareness i call it and it's also a awareness of my emotion what is going on i'm always like okay but let's see what is going on my feelings my emotions my reactions and i observe this in anything i do that is a long time i'm i'm as i told you at the beginning i'm 57 almost and uh, i started on this path i was in my 20s so wow it's it, it, it's a long time of practices yeah. and um, an amazing it, journey, and, an amazing yeah, educational can, journey. 
yeah, it can be every, everything. And, and actually my students and clients at the end, they need just five minutes of practice in the morning because the, the point is not how long you practice. I like to take one hour for myself. And then I roll on the floor with my cat. I, I move my body. Yes, I move my body. It's, I love dancing. I dance a lot. And, but for everybody, has, they have to find their personalized practice. And what I give is really something to find a balance, to awaken the energy. Because now what I see, a lot of people suffering from chronic pain, chronic uh, issues i understand because i was hit by <laughs> by I, when i was hit um, my my brain was hit from by by a virus i developed those symptoms like chronic fatigue syndrome and brain inflammation but i i healed from that because i practice a lot <laughs> from yeah. my bed with always this kind of trust okay i was feeling horrible but i trust in the process and so what i teach is like okay let's start from very something very easy you can do it everywhere in your bed on your carpet standing sitting you need just this to awaken your energy through your body and then you can find your practice whatever you like because the most important thing is that it must be something we feel for us mm-hmm. this is the most important thing yeah wonderful but you're practicing happiness basically every morning exactly this is the point i practice happiness when i'm in touch with myself by nurturing myself through my body i nurture my soul and then i reconnect myself and then i have everything to do to others i can do i can give everything because i i i'm i'm in balance i'm integrated I'm connected, I'm aligned. And from that space, I can give. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I'm going to uh, put a page together on my website, which will have all of your links. Excuse me. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> all thank of the so links much. to all of your books, because you're a wonderful writer from what I've um, listened to already. But uh, And you've also mentioned Dominic Rankin. But is there yes. another book which has been particularly impactful to you in your life? Yeah, well, a couple of books. Mm, one... Uh, was the man who mistook her wife for a hat and it's 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 written by Oliver Sacks he was a a neurologist Mm -hmm. and is mainly known because they made a movie from Awakenings another book and that book in my 20s that book was fantastic it's a lot of different tales Mm -hmm. cases He, he tells about those cases but there is a kind of spiritual side. I mean, he talked about the neurological cases, but it's like he was able to transmit something beyond. And so I would suggest uh, that book. That's Oliver Sacks. Oliver Sacks. Yeah, Oliver Sacks. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. the home, because it's, it's one of the tales is about a man was not able to recognize things so gotcha. he grabs the, the head of uh, her wife at a certain point thinking that it's his hat neurological cases and actually that book was really helpful when i i had my brain issues because I, it gave me hope <laughs> okay. right okay <laughs> if they made it i can make it i can make it and then another book is 
by Richard Bach. And it was, I don't remember, maybe there's no such place as far away. And it's very short. It's, it's yeah, I think it's there's not there's no such place as far away. Um, and it's a very short book, uh, but it's it, with a lot of illustrations, and it's about um, someone who wants to give a birthday gift to a friend, and it takes it, it he asks birds to drive him there, and the birds, every bird say why you want to go there you are already with her you love her you are already there why you speak about birthday there is no time and so it was like oh mamma mia in italian mamma mia is like oh my god yeah. <laughs> it's like and and then it was really an important book for me oh wow beautiful i will definitely be picking up those the man who mistook his wife for a hat i've heard of that and obviously oliver sacks is obviously a very celebrated writer so i'm definitely yeah. going to pick that one up for yeah. sure yeah. that's going to be my first one and what about inspirational people for you in your life is there somebody that you've that's, i know you've sp you've spoken about several mentors that we probably haven't heard yeah. of but uh, yeah who who really when i say when i ask you the question who inspires you who comes to mind so, well, all my, my spiritual mentors, of course, I mentioned just a couple of them, but yeah. And then, of course, in my blog, in my books, I speak a lot of them. So the, their names and everything. Um, well, artists from the past, like Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, like, yeah, people like him or... Uh, well, from from the present, from the present, I like so much. Uh, well, there is a couple I admire so much: the Zemeckis, the Zemeckis uh, husband and wife, Robert Zemeckis. Everybody knows him. I love so much a couple of movies like uh, Contact, uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Cast Away, The Walk. I could watch their those movies forever mm. and find always inspiration. Tom Hanks. He's just so yes, lovable, isn't he? Yes, exactly. Have, have you seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? A the film A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I uh, yeah, it's it was. Um, it's yes, about yes, Mr. It's about Mr. Rogers, the American. Yes, 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 yes. I, yes, with Tom Hanks in, in. Yes, definitely. I, I Such saw a that. beautiful film. Yes. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. No, no, no problem. And and um, and Leslie Zemeckis, she also is, is a writer, and actually her books. She wrote a lot. She wrote a lot about burlesque. And burlesque, it can be like what, what a spiritual person has to do with burlesque. It inspired me so much also because it's another side of the, of the human uh, search. And, and it's, it's all about wholeness. And so I was so much inspired to, to, to read about these women in burlesque being so resilient and it's a totally different uh, angle to see the world but i love really to explore um words that are not just my word you understand what i mean so i find those people that that couple very very inspiring and they are very very active like philanthropists and and creative people and uh, and so yeah this is and, and they are i think they are close to you That's yeah i'd definitely like to find out more about burlesque i've seen lots of burlesque dancing of course and i suppose yeah. when i think about it instinctively it's about 
objectifying that women have been objectified in such an unhealthy way for such a long time and that sort of that sort of reshapes the objectification yeah. of women doesn't it to a much more sort of um a strong powerful you know a woman with equanimity and you know exactly. power and independence exactly. and strength exactly and the, and the um, Leslie Zemeckis uh, she also um, directed some documentaries about women the first tiger tamer trainer and the two Siamese Gemini the twin sorry Gemini is the astrological sign twins two women twins they were attached by bond by flesh it's it's so inspiring and it's a completely different angle to see uh, a feminine the feminine word also it's it's important I think we need to reconnect to the feminine energy and we need to acknowledge the feminine energy like complete like the nature and so we we need in my opinion to to experience different angles otherwise we we fall in the same trap we objectify women and then women they start thinking that we have to be like men it's not it's not that we can keep the differences because the structure the hormones are different but it's a matter really to understand how we function how we operate and so it's a matter of acknowledgement it's and, time and, it's time yeah. for women to take the reins more in this in this world because men have fucked it up for such a long time haven't they <laughs> it, it, it was a, yeah, it's it's a bit yeah it's i, I agree <laughs> look at the, just look at the violence and the sort of you know the militarization of the world you just yeah, think if yeah. you know give women all of the positions of power all the main positions of power for 50 years and see how things how different things would look yeah we need to come back to this kind of nature the ability to stay in touch with the, the big picture. Otherwise, men are very linear and they lose sight of the cycles. And it's important to understand that it, it's not only about exploiting, it's all about respecting. And when we respect, we can, we can make a good use of nature. You, you see, and, and if you look at the native cultures, they use nature, but with so much wisdom so much with there is no exploitation there is respect. symbiotic symbiotic yeah exactly and there is care they take care they are the keepers so i hope we'll see what happens what will come from the future but i hope really we can take a good turn <laughs> are you optimistic are you optimistic i'm always op optimistic because i think there is always hope uh sometimes i'm not so much optimistic and so and in, the, in those moments i think okay i i can do maybe a bit more <laughs> to spread message but always with kindness we have to say no to many things but if we uh, fall in the trap of violence i don't think it's a good idea i don't think that that this is the path I mean, yeah, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. For me, I like the idea that there are two main emotions. There are only two main emotions, and that's love and fear. And fear includes all of these, you know, sub elements of hatred and anger yes. and all the violence. Oh, well. And so it really just comes down to it's that simple for me in terms of leading your life, the ideal way of leading your life. Lead it with love. Make decisions which are shrouded in love rather than the decisions which you know you're making with fear, with anger, with hate, all of these negative emotions. It's, it's that it comes down to 
for me, it's that simple in terms of the what the decisions yeah. that you make in your life. Do them with love. The, the issue is that our brain, our nervous system is designed to keep our safe. Right. And to in order to keep our safe, yeah. We, Sometimes we need we, to protect or we feel we, we need to protect. Us. Yeah, and we experience what we call fear. Mm-hmm. We should replace, work to replace the fear with being prudent, cautious, and respectful at the same time. Of course, if something is coming to you, I, I'm sure that uh, if there is something dangerous, it's good to react. But before attacking, maybe just to un- just we, we could just take the time to understand if it's a threat or not. Just find a balance between reacting immediately and waiting too much. <laughs> there is wisdom in our in our system, so we can find the balance. I'm sure. I hope so, at least. It's honestly, I don't, I'm not being sycophantic when I say that. I connect and agree with you so deeply, and I just think I could speak to you for hours and hours and hours. I'm not going to bore you for any longer, but I would love to have another chat with you at some stage yeah, in the future sure. if it's possible. Whenever you like i'm always happy i'm italian you know i'm i, I love to speak i can speak for hours <laughs> days it doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah for sure but you can. speak so well and you are a teacher you're an educator you're you're showing people awareness and you're showing people a, a positive path for their lives and for all of our lives as a consequence for us to try and get on a little bit better as people yeah this is my function i think and uh, i i love to be accessible because my teachers were so much then of course I took courses I became a rolfer I became a certified uh, this and that but the, the real people with whom I worked they were accessible of course we were we used to give them money because they hosted me for weeks and months but it's not it was not uh, there was no greed there and this is what I don't like. I don't like to promote myself like 100 uh, promotions and this. It's not my path. I don't criticize people who do this because I respect them. It's their path. I'm like, okay, no, let's let's just go with <laughs> with the cat. You see, you, yeah, I have cat jumping everywhere. Beautiful. Let's go with this kind of. Uh, I I prefer to speak. I used to give a free workshop on Zoom. Uh, one hour workshop it's free and it's not because i have to sell the book maybe oh well i'm, yeah. I'm happy maybe as well yeah. um, but it's not because i it, i want really to promote awareness right now because i believe and then otherwise the theories could <laughs> could <laughs> yes could be exactly. angry it's not like i i'm i'm kidding but it's true maybe the fairies would be disappointed if i don't do this job who knows i it's don't su- even it's, know it's such an important <laughs> job and we just need yes. more of you okay we'll see i will tell the fairies that maybe they can send more people Take a few more amazing <laughs> i thank you so much for your time and as i said i really feel this is like part one and next time when you have some more time in future let's chat again because i have well, so much more to learn let me know when this uh, with when this um, oh, episode will air so that i will publish it on my website i will send to every friend i will put on my facebook page i would be so happy to share i i, I feel it's 
really wonderful the way we connected and I can't wait to to speak more with there you. There is there is so much love in this Zoom meeting. Yeah. I I I agree. I agree. Monica, it's been such a pleasure. For me too. Really, I'm very grateful. <laughs> I, I hope you, you have so a much. wonderful weekend. Thank you. Same for you and have a good holidays. And I'll see you soon. You. Ciao. Yes. Ciao. The Natural High. Follow us on Twitter at Natural High Club or go straight to the website thenaturalhighclub.com. And remember to subscribe to the Natural High podcast through whichever platform you're listening to get every new pod straight to your phone.